0: Hi, I'm Josh, and welcome to the Wild Nature Photography Podcast, the podcast that talks the art and craft of nature photography. It is the 29th of December, 2021, and this is podcast number 35, I think. 35? I should check. Just a minute, I'm going to actually check. I normally check this before I uh, I start my podcasts, but I forgot. It's actually 34, so... Um, Today is issue 34 of the podcast, so there's a lot I want to cover actually today. Um, historically, I've actually done a, a very long blog post at the end of each year, which has been a retrospective of what happened throughout the year, and it's a look forward into the, the new year. And it normally takes me quite a few hours to sit down and, and put all that together, and uh, I just decided it made a lot more sense to move it to the podcast format where I can just talk about uh, what the, what what happened during the year? What's coming up in the new year? And it's a bit more ad-lib and it's a lot less work for me than, than sitting and writing a long, a sort of a long-winded post about everything that happened throughout the year. It takes me many hours to put together. So I'm going to do it in the podcast format and I'll come to that in a little while. Uh, I hope everybody had a very safe and happy festive season. Uh, we're very close to the end of the year now. Uh, I'm looking forward to rolling into 2022 and getting back, hopefully, to some sense of normalcy. I don't know what's going to happen in 2022, to be honest. It's a bit of the roll of the dice, I think, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that with my retrospective and what's in store thoughts. But again, just before I come to all of that, uh, I want to finish off on some comments on the Canon EOS R3 from uh, a couple of podcasts ago, and even the last podcast, actually. I've been liaising some more with my friend Dave in the States. Uh, I've mentioned before, he lives up in the northern parts of the US where it's currently winter and quite cold. He's been doing a lot of testing out in the cold with the R3, and he's been finding that he's actually getting over 3,800 shots. Uh, out of a battery when shooting in high speed, 30 frames per second, and still having heaps of battery charge left. In fact, he actually told me in an email that uh, he still was showing all bars on the battery after shooting over 3,800 images in something like minus 15, minus 20 degrees. That's pretty phenomenal performance. I'm really, really happy with that. Uh, I think that bodes extremely well for my upcoming winter trips to Iceland and Finland. And if I can get that sort of performance out of the R3 for cold weather shooting, I'll be very, very happy. One interesting thing that Dave mentioned, it it seems that the EVF on the R3, and I don't know about other mirrorless cameras, but the EVF seems to put out a lot of heat because Dave was saying he was having trouble with it actually fogging his glasses in the extreme cold. Now that's not something I'm going to be able to test because I don't shoot with glasses. Uh, I only need glasses to look things very close up. When I'm looking through the viewfinder, I don't need them. So uh, I won't be testing that. But it's just very interesting. And if you are wearing glasses and shooting an R3, I think, in the cold, that's perhaps just something to be aware of. I'm not sure if this is something that happens with other mirrorless cameras. The viewfinder on the R3 is particularly large because of the eye focus. Um, that may have something to do with it. I'm not entirely sure. But the fact that the EVF is putting out that kind of heat Uh, I think also bodes extremely well for cold weather performance. So I think the news is all really, really good with the EOS R3. I haven't been able to do any more real testing other than sort of the sulfur-crested cockatoos in my backyard and some various other small birds. I'll just reiterate what I've said previously about the R3, and that really is that the eye focus, the ability for the camera to track the eye of the animal – is really, I think, industry-leading. It's phenomenal. I have, It's the best autofocus I've ever seen. I still wish I had that capability in the 1DX Mark III. Uh, as I've said, quite honestly, if Canon gave me that capability in the Mark III, I don't think I'd even need an R three. Uh, but someone somewhere at Canon seems to have made the decision not to incorporate that via firmware into the Mark III. There was a firmware update for the Mark III not that long ago that included some autofocus tweaks, but it did not include iAutoFocus. Uh, which I found disappointing. So I'm going to continue to run the Mark III's. I still believe they are the best DSLR camera ever produced. Uh, I'm going to run them alongside the R3 for my upcoming trips to Iceland and Finland and just see how the two cameras compare in the field. And no doubt I'll do a podcast about that. Um, If not when I'm out in the field, then certainly when I get back to Australia at the end of those trips. Uh, I think that was all I really wanted to cover off on the R3. Uh, I do have... Two places that have just become available on my this is sort of changing gears a little bit. Two places that have just become available on my Arctic Fox trip uh, in February next year. This is a result of the Omicron variant that's currently raging across the US and Europe. Uh, I now have two clients who can't make the trip as a result of this. So there are a couple of spaces available. If you're interested in, you can make it to Iceland this February in winter. Drop me a note, my email info info at com just to register your interest and I can provide you all the information on that particular expedition. It is one of, one of those expeditions that is very near and dear to my heart. It's in a very remote part of Iceland. We're isolated from, um, from the general population as you can only access this area via boat. So it's a very small group of probably no more than four or five of us Uh, I'm looking forward to that very, very much. I'm actually watching the travel restrictions really closely at the moment between uh, Australia, Iceland and Finland, which is my planned route. I'll be leaving Melbourne on the 5th of February, all going well at the moment. Restrictions into Iceland allow me to travel there just with negative COVID PCR test. Uh, and vaccination certificate and the same applies for me in finland as well so i'm hoping that trip all goes smoothly and according to plan and again i'll come to some more details on this in my retrospective and and what's in store uh thoughts shortly i just wanted to clear out a couple of these other uh, the couple of these other items that've sort of been sitting around that i've been mean to talk about in, in my podcast for some time uh, i did pick up a well, I have mentioned this in a previous podcast now I don't remember but I did pick up the RF 70 to 200 2.8 for the new EOS r3 and I've also been testing that lens now that that lens is actually quite phenomenal in terms of both its autofocus performance and also uh, how sharp it is it's at least as sharp and I think marginally perhaps even a little bit better than the EF Mark III version, which is pretty fantastic. It's also a lot smaller and lighter, uh, which I really like and appreciate as well. The only downside really to the RF version is the inability to use teleconverters with it, which it's not really a deal breaker for me because I have long lenses anyway, Um, but I would have preferred the option if it was there to be able to use teleconverters with that lens. But that's okay. It is what it is. I'm I'm very happy with the performance of that lens. That lens will definitely also be going with me to Iceland and Finland. Uh, And again, I'll do a post on exactly what I'm going to take on this trip as we get closer. All right, so let's talk about... um the 2021 retrospective and the 2022 what's in store. As I say, this is something that I've historically done as a long post on my blog. With links to all the trip reports that I've written for the year, and links to all the upcoming trips that are going to be held in the new year. Um, I've also done traditionally my book of the year, and also my gear, um, uh, my gear pick of the year as well. That's also fallen into uh, into that particular post, uh, as well as various other thoughts about things that have happened throughout the year. I don't think I need to do a, a lot of talking about 2021. I think we all know it's been a complete disaster for just about everybody. Perhaps except the uh, perhaps except for Pfizer and several other medical companies that have done well out of the pandemic, Uh, I think for everyone else it's been pretty much a complete catastrophe. It was a almost a total write off for me in terms of travel and photography. The only uh, trip I did in two thousand and twenty two was to Finland for six weeks for my uh, Wolves and Wolverine workshop. Thankfully, that went off without a hitch. It was absolutely fantastic had a fantastic group of people we had really wonderful photography for the time we were there I stayed on a lot longer just because of the costs of getting from Australia to Finland it made sense to stay on longer and do some more photography there is a full trip report up on my blog I'll put a link in the show notes as well to that if you want to go and have a read of that There are photographs as well on my blog from that, on my social media page, and I will update my actual website with more images of the wolves as well. I just haven't had a chance to do that. I'm actually still sorting and processing many of the photographs I shot in Finland uh, in the six weeks I was there. I think I shot nearly... 14,000 images. It may have actually have even been a little bit more than that, uh, in the time I was there. So quite, quite prolific in terms of the photography. The wolves were absolutely wonderful. They were on show almost every single day. The pack was really, really healthy, consisting of, uh, of 10 wolves, which is the largest I've ever seen it. And they were coming, um, they were coming quite close to the height on most days. So it was a very, very productive trip. I am seriously looking forward to getting back there in February, um, in winter when there's heavy snow on the ground. So you can check out that trip report. As I say, that was the only trip I ended up doing in 2022. Everything else for the year was postponed as a result of the ongoing pandemic. There was just nothing that can be done about that. It is what it is. Uh, we're all tired of it. I think, you know, at this point with, with the Omicron variant raging the way it is, my personal feeling is that we just need to get back to, re- to normal in the world. I don't think it's possible to contain this anymore. Uh, it seems to be completely out of control in every single country. Even here in Australia now, cases are absolutely exploding in New South Wales, Victoria, where I live, is right behind it. We have a very high vaccination rate here, uh, in Victoria, where I live. I think it's over 96% now. So uh, I see a little point in trying to contain this thing with constant testing and, and travel restrictions. I think it's just a matter of getting back to life, uh, learning to live with this virus, uh, making sure we've all got our boosters uh, and going on with things. Uh, the constant shutting of borders, border restrictions, border closures um, and tests on entry and exit, I think are just becoming extremely onerous uh, with very very little benefit. That's my personal opinion on things. Uh, that's where I think we need to head. So I don't want to say too much more about 2021, other than I'll be very very glad to see the back of it, as I think many of you who listen to my podcast and travel will also. Uh, I think we're all wanting to get into 22, 2022 with a fresh start, and my fresh start will be leaving Australia on the fifth of February. Uh, I'm flying Melbourne Doha. Doha, Copenhagen, Copenhagen, Iceland. I'll have a couple of days in Reykjavik and then I'll be heading up to Isafjord in the north of Iceland where I'll meet my group and we'll take the charter boat out to the remote um, peninsula, uh, Hortstranda, and we will be shooting Arctic foxes for a week. Then I will return to Reykjavik and I'll make my way over to Finland uh, where we'll be spending a little bit over a week photographing uh, wolves, golden eagle, white-tailed eagles, wolverine and anything else that happens to uh, come our way usually it's fantastic for birds in winter especially great spotted woodpeckers green woodpeckers uh, it's absolutely and all the Siberian jays as well so really looking forward to that that trip I'll be away for about a month uh, before I return to Australia um, to make my final preparations before I head up to Ellesmere Island for the white arctic wolf I'm a little bit nervous about talking about The whole year at the moment and what's going to happen for the whole year just because there's so much uncertainty out there. I don't know which trips are going to go ahead and which trips might end up being postponed. It is my hope though that the Ellesmere trip will go ahead. At the moment it looks possible. The restrictions are not too onerous, but one of the problems with travel is that restrictions are just constantly changing. Uh, They are changing all the time, and that is making things very, very difficult because quite often what can be possible today is not tomorrow and vice versa. So it's going to be a matter of wait, watch, and see, but it is my hope that the Ellesmere trip will be able to go ahead and that from that my plan is to travel from Ellesmere Island back to Ottawa in Canada and then from Canada make my way directly to Oslo uh, and up to Svalbard uh, for my winter trip. Now, this will be a trip that's been delayed from two years now. This trip was originally meant to run in 2020, uh, couldn't run in 2020, couldn't run in 2021. Uh, now I'm really hoping it'll run in 2022. I'm watching the restrictions in Norway very closely. At the moment, the big barrier really to that trip running is the issue of the EU COVID vaccination requirement certificate, Australia is not yet a part of this. Uh, Basically, in a nutshell, if you're not aware of it, Norway has mandated that if you want to come into Norway, your vaccination certificate needs to be EU approved. And at the moment, although our Australian vaccination certificates are fully digital uh, and they're fully digital with a QR code, which is part of the EU requirements, we are not yet registered with the EU for this vaccination certificate, which means I would have to do mandatory quarantine in Norway and this is also the case for American citizens. So I as I said, I am watching this very, very closely because uh, unless something changes, it's gonna be problematic for that trip. So we'll see how that trip pans out. Uh, I want to get that trip off my books because it's been running now uh, for two years in the background. I need to get it done and dusted. I, I love Svalbard. I absolutely adore photographing the polar bears and wildlife and landscape there, especially at that time of the year in winter. Uh, the light is magical. It's a stunning place to be. Uh, the trip is, uh, as I say, uh, been on the books for two years and I really want to get up there and hopefully that will happen. Um, then I'll return to Australia after um, after this Svalbard trip and I'll have a little bit of a break a few weeks before I have a planned trip to Zululand to photograph in one of the new high-end lodges there with a, a group of photographers. Um, this is a lodge that's primarily built around photography. In fact, it's dedicated to photography and has a number of hides that are specifically set up at ground level with reflection ponds. I'm really looking forward to that trip. It will have been quite a few years since I was last in Africa. Again, will this trip run? I hope so. We're just gonna to have to wait and see. I can't see for sure at this point in time, but it's certainly my intention that it will go ahead. Um, yeah, as I say, there's not much more I can say yes or no to this at the moment. The travel restrictions, again, I'm watching them closely. At the moment, it's quite possible for me to jump on a plane and fly to Africa. Uh, there are certain requirements i have to do when I come back. Uh, again, we'll watch that space. Uh, from Africa, I should re- then return back to Svalbard for my summer trip. Again, this is a trip that's been on my books since 2020. So again, I very much want to get it done and dusted. Um, and then after Svalbard in summer... Uh, I will then, my plan is to then head up to Wrangell Island. Uh, I have not yet been to Wrangell Island. This is part of uh, Russian territory. Uh, a fantastic place for polar bears. Really looking forward to that and seriously, again, hoping that trip will run. Um, the departure point is Nome, Alaska. So uh, I'll need to get myself to Nome, probably with a couple of days spare. I'll have more to say about this trip, assuming it runs as we get closer. After that, I will move to Greenland. Uh, for my Scoresby Sund expedition, and that's actually broken up into two parts. There'll be an initial uh, part that's just for landscapes in the southeast. I'll be taking a small group of photographers there with my good friend Martin. Uh, this is a very remote part of Greenland that is fa- offers fantastic landscape opportunities. That will be a dedicated landscape trip. Then we will board the ship for the full Scoresby Sund trip. Uh, again, very much looking forward to that. This particular time of year that I'm going to be in Greenland, is my favourite time to be there. You know, many expeditions run sort of the June, July, August time. The problem with that time of the year in Greenland is that the sun is really just circling high in the sky all the time, 24 hours a day, and you never really get sunset or sunrise, and thus you never really get soft, beautiful light. Whereas heading in late September, we're going to have sunrise, proper sunrise and sunset, and we have a fantastic opportunity for good light. So very much looking forward to that. Um, it'll be a few years since I've been in Greenland because of COVID. So um, it'll be interesting to see what sort of state the glaciers are in uh, since I was last there. And then from Greenland, I'll head back to Finland for my wild wolves workshop. That's the one I completed in October this year. Uh, Again, we'll be there for autumnal colours. Fantastic time of the year to be there. And I'll be looking forward to seeing what state the pack's in uh, how many wolves there are, how close they're coming to the hide. Uh, it's going to be very exciting. I, I really think that Finland, uh, having done quite a few trips there now, is one of the most underrated destinations in the world for wildlife photography. It just has so much to offer. Uh, and the forests up there are absolutely spectacularly beautiful. And then from Finland, my plan is to head down to Antarctica for my Emperor Penguin expedition. Again, this is a trip that's been on my books since 2020. I think it was 2021, last year it was supposed to run. Um, so it will have been on my books now for a couple of years. I'm, I'm keen to get it off. Uh, I, I love going down to photograph the emperor penguins in Antarctica. It's such a unique experience to, to the camp and to live with the penguins on the sea ice for seven days. Wonderful part of the world. We'll see you again with travel restrictions. Hopefully that trip will run. And then after the emperor penguins in um, November, uh, I will finish up for the... Uh, So there's a lot that's planning to happen for 2022 for me. A lot of it is stuff that has been backed up. Uh, that I have not been able to run because of this ongoing pandemic and it's been such a pain in the ass and we all just want to get on with life. Uh, I just want to put it behind me to be honest. I want to clear my my books of trips that have been backed up. Uh, I want to get out there and I want to enjoy them. I want to be sharing them with like-minded individuals and passionate photographers. You know, we had such a great time in Finland. And it was so good after 18 months to get back to sharing these kind of experiences uh, and looking at people's work. After they've been out in the field all day, I really, I really got a huge amount of enjoyment out of it. So I'm hoping that 2022 will be a fantastic year and that everything that's on the books will run. We'll see if that comes to pass. Um, I'll be doing updates as we go along. I'm certainly going to be doing everything I can to make these trips happen. You know, if it's possible for me to run them, I'm going to. Uh, I think the main thing is to be up to date with your vaccinations and boosters, and if you are, you've just got to get on with life. So I'll talk briefly now about um, my gear pick for the year. So no surprises here. Um, It's a pretty obvious one. My pick of the year for equipment, uh, and I always pick something that I buy, is the Canon EOS R3. And that's primarily to do with the fact that it's uh, animal eye air, eye autofocus is just so phenomenal. I've talked about it now several times, so I won't, uh, I won't wax lyrical about it or gush anymore. Uh, Suffice to say that uh, if you have the opportunity to try it uh, and see how how amazing it is in the field, I highly recommend that you do that. Um, the R3 is really just about everything I could want in a camera. I would still have preferred, and I'm going to say it one more time, I would have preferred that that LCD screen was not articulated and that it was fixed like it is on a 1DX, but I can live with it. And I'm looking forward to putting it through its paces in uh, in February in Iceland and Finland. Um, yeah. Um, I haven't actually done a book pick of the year Uh, this year. There's been quite a few books that um, have graced my table this year that I've been uh, quite impressed with and quite a few that I've been seriously disappointed with. I've done podcasts about most of them. So if you're interested in photography books, just go back through the episodes and um, see which ones you might be interested in and check them out. Um, As I say, there were some that I thought were fantastic, some really great books this year. One that springs to mind was um, uh, Vincent Munez, Tibet, Um, I, I think I talked about that as being, I may have even talked about that as being book of the year last year. I just don't recall now, but absolutely fantastic book and well worth adding to your library and worth checking out. Uh, several others that I have, uh, enjoyed this year. Oh, I actually just pre ordered Ragnar Axelson's new book. Um, I have talked about his books before Faces of the North, absolutely superb superb book. Um, highly recommended that you check that out and add that to your collection. I'm just trying to find now where I pre-ordered. Um, yes, I pre-ordered his new book. It's called Where the World is Melting. Uh, it's a black and white, like most of his work looks absolutely fantastic. I'm hoping I will receive that early in the new year before I leave for Iceland. And I'll certainly be doing a podcast about, uh, reviewing that book as well. I look forward to that very much. All his books have been absolutely outstanding. So definitely if you're interested in, in, Arctic photography, highly recommend you have a look at that one as well. So I think I'll wrap it up there. Um, that probably is, all I really wanted to go over today, as I said, I didn't want to put—I don't want to put too much emphasis on detail on each individual trip that's planned for 2022, just because there's so much in flux and there's so many unknown um, factors out there at the moment. I can't say what trips are going to run and what are not. Uh, just that I hope that many of them will. I hope all of them will, uh, and I'll certainly be doing my best to make sure that's the case. So we'll wrap it up there. I just want to say happy New Year to everybody who um, listens or follows my work. I hope you have a very safe a very prosperous uh, and wonderful new year. Uh, best to family and friends. Make sure you stay safe, stay healthy. I uh, look forward to seeing you out in the field very, very much. I hope 2020 year, 2022 is a year of great light, uh, lots of travel, and let's hope that uh, we get over this pandemic and get back to normal as soon as we can. So that's it for me. I'm Josh. This has been the Wild Nature Photography Podcast on the 29th of December 2021. This will be the last podcast for the year. Happy New Year all. Stay safe. Take care. See you out in the field.